Welcome to the Better Bodies Podcast. My name's Bria Wanamaker, and I'm your host. I'm a personal trainer and a therapist, and I'm also working on healing my relationship with fitness, food, and body image, and I'm so happy that you're here on this journey to do the same. You're going to hear from guest experts and women just like you and me who share their expertise and life experiences in order to help us find balance, ease, and joy in our lives. Welcome. Let's dive on in. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Bodies podcast. It's Fuel Up Friday. And as you know, I originally wanted to uh, create this segment on Fridays to share listener experiences and uh, different questions. And like, because I think that we all have shared experiences. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast is to connect us all, bring us together, show us that we're not alone in going through these things and these challenges. Um, so I definitely still want to do that. So keep sending in, um, everything that you've been doing for me, whether it's a a voice note or whether it's just texting me or DMing me or sending me an email of your questions and experiences. I am definitely interested in hearing about those and sharing it on the podcast. Um, So you can check the show notes just for my contact information to submit those. And I also think that it's important that we fuel up our brains uh, with some knowledge. So, you know, knowledge is power. And as women, we want to feel empowered. And I... So I've been looking into some research articles and I thought it would be really cool to share certain findings with you. And that was my plan for today. Um, I'm running a group. I have gotten back into psychotherapy, starting my private practice. Um, I am at qualifying status. So that means I'm still receiving supervision. So I have some incredible supervisors. Um, I'm really pleased with, I'm doing some group supervision and some one-on-one stuff. So that's super super nice. I'm learning so much already. And so I'm practicing, um, through my own private practice and starting a, uh, mindfulness for binge eating group in the new year. So I've been looking into different research articles and, uh, yeah, just peer reviewed journals, uh, just getting more background and information and, um, just seeing the different similarities because I know that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I think binge eating is challenging in so many ways. And just basically it just, it makes you feel like shit right before, during and after. So I think that it's something that really needs to be addressed, addressed and unpacked and explored. And I love the idea of a group because then you can connect with other people who are experiencing that too. And there are so many, so many. Um, so I'm running that online. So originally I wanted to use today's podcast episode to dive into some, um, some interesting facts and and research information that I've found. Uh, but there's something else on my heart today. So I wanted to explore that and, and share that with you and just be completely open about Um, what's on my heart for today. And then I realized it also sort of ties into uh, the research that I found. So 
one of the things that was in an article was showing that people who were diagnosed with binge eating disorder specifically were more likely to be overthinkers and, you know, ruminate over thoughts and like have spiraling thoughts. And then that overthinking led to indecision, difficulty with decision-making or impulsive behavior. And I got thinking today that that's really interesting because I also, like, I feel that, but I am not someone who struggles with binge eating. I've definitely been there in the past, but I'm more on the restrictive side and binge eating does come from restriction. I also have other coping tools such as compulsive exercising, like we've explored already on this podcast. Um, So I was wondering and looking into the research if the overthinking leading to indecision just means that we pick our easiest, most accessible, not easiest necessarily, but most accessible um, coping tool. So hear me out on this one. And it, yeah, because I think that the indecision definitely it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to binge eat because when i'm faced with a stressor and i'm overthinking or feeling anxious and then i'm feeling indecisive i will just do the thing that i am in a habit of doing that i have had patterns of doing i will just go out for a run to burn off stress or so i tell myself that but Maybe I don't even feel like going for that run. I'm exhausted and what my body really needed was rest or something, but it was just my easiest coping tool. um, So then I would engage in that. And so I wonder if it's the same thing for binge eating. If you are faced with a stressor and it leads to the overthinking and then from the overthinking comes indecision And then you engage in your easiest or most accessible uh, coping tool, which is food, which, by the way, food biologically is soothing to us, is soothing to our body, releases endorphins, and also reminds us of being nourished through our mothers. And it's very comforting, right? So it's extremely natural to gravitate toward that. So I'm wondering if, first of all, we need to fill our toolboxes up a little bit more with coping tools. And I'm finding that for myself personally, through this podcast and interviewing so many incredible people, um, I have been able to build up my toolbox even more and, and have access to, you know, different ways of thinking, little mindset shifts, little behavioral strategies, to to do something else other than the most accessible coping tool. There are others. Um, so that's one of the reasons too why I want to explore this in the group therapy program that I'm running and I'll link it in the show notes if you're interested. Um, but I think that would be really neat to explore um, you know, what else could be easily accessible for you in that moment of 
indecision, in that moment where you're feeling impulsive, in that moment where you've been overthinking and you just need to self-soothe and get through this moment. So that's just a little piece of the research that I was going to share with you for today. Um, And it also ties into just what's on my heart today, which is dealing with stressors. And I think dealing with relationship stressors and just, and not just romantically, but all the relationships that we have in our life, you know, with coworkers, with our family, um, friends and, and intimate relationships. I think that, and I've talked about this before, but having an open and honest and vulnerable relationship with yourself is the first step. And for so many of us, we've lost that. We don't have that. I don't, I haven't had that in a really long time. And I have moments of truth and honesty with myself, but for the most part, right, we're restricting our food intake, restricting our joy. We're saying work hard, play hard or work hard, don't play, don't give yourself any downtime. You should always be doing something. You should always be productive. Um, We're saying you need to hustle. You need to be busy. We're saying I'm hungry, but I don't have time to stop and eat right now. Um, We're saying I'm tired, but I don't have time to stop and rest right now. So we're ignoring all of these basic needs. And not even just ignoring, but barely even acknowledging, you know, I've gotten to the point where in my day I'll be exhausted or I'll have to pee really badly or something, but I'll just keep going with what I'm doing. And I think that a small piece you could even do is just acknowledge that like, Hey, I have to pee right now. Uh, I'm going to send this email and then I'm going to go, or, Hey, I am acknowledging you. I feel that you're really tired and I'm sorry to hear that. Like tonight we'll go to bed earlier um, and just kind of reparenting yourself in that, in that sense. So at least giving yourself the acknowledgement, even if you can't go lie down and take a nap right now, um, I think it's important to just have that dialogue going on, like high emotions, high basic needs, physical, physiological needs. Like I, I see you, I feel you and I will attend to you, I think is huge. Um, Or maybe I won't attend to you. You know, I I can't take a nap right now, um, whatever it is. And we have this disconnect and it's painful. And so I'm going to invite you right now to just take a moment to connect with yourself. So if you're sitting, just get comfy in your chair and check in with your body. How's it feeling? Are you tight somewhere? Are you clenching your jaw? Try and relax it. Is your stomach tight? Try and relax it. Your shoulders, your chest, are they hunched forward? Are they tight? Your neck? How does your body feel? Are you thirsty? Are you hungry? What do you need? Just let that sink in for a sec. And then also check with what's going on 
what's going on upstairs in the mind because <laughs> the body and mind are connected they're one so do you need alone time do you need to i don't know have a shower and reset do you need to read something or take in information i guess you're listening to a podcast but <laughs> do you need to listen to an audiobook after this or something like that do you need cuz i've been noticing lately personally that i have like a deep need for learning and to consume you know education do you need to go outside in nature if you are outside are you enjoying it or do you need to come inside and do something else just check in what are your needs physically emotionally mentally psychologically socially sexually what do you need right now and i think if we ask ourselves those questions that took like not even 2 minutes and just checking in and we're like truly honest, we could foster a really beautiful relationship with ourselves. And then that would allow us to be vulnerable, open, raw, and honest with other people. And hello, I'm not saying that I do this. I do the complete opposite of this. I'm like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's fucking awesome. Everything's so great, even when it's not. And then you go into relationships like that saying, everything's fine, everything's fine. And then when it's not, it's very confusing mind and body because you're holding both. You're holding some sort of mindset that says everything's okay. And you're also holding in your body all the emotions and wisdom that everything's not okay. And we've all felt that, whether it's at a job that makes you really uncomfortable and it's not in line with your values and you don't want to do it anymore and you're just saying yeah this is fine this is good like I got a pension I get paid really well I'm just gonna sit with it even though it's a pretty toxic environment um or same thing in a relationship you know yeah everything's fine it's not feeling good for me right now or your emotions talking but everything's fine I'm just gonna push through it and see how it goes and plays out and then same thing with eating and whatnot and exercising. We've all pushed ourselves through workouts that we didn't want to do or that didn't feel good. We've all pushed ourselves past the limit of being full, uncomfortably full in when eating food. We've all restricted to the point where we're literally starving and shaking and we'll reach for anything in the cupboard. So... I think that it's really important to dive in there and connect with yourself. And that's something I'm going to work really, really hard on because I think that's so important. We're lying to ourselves on the daily. And it's just because of like the culture around us, our society, Western society fosters this. It encourages this disconnect so that we can be more productive, be more machine-like, be more robot-like. But in reality, we're human. And that piece of humanity, 
where we feel and think and relate to ourselves and others in our environment, that's real. That's actually real and we're losing it. And I don't want to lose it. So yeah, let me know if this resonated with you. This is something I'm going to actively work on every single day, multiple times a day. I really want to develop a good relationship with myself. Um, And it's going to be hard because we have those patterns of behaving. We have those coping skills that we're used to that are accessible for us that we can just dive right back into. But what if there's a better way? I know it's comfortable right now and I know the other way is unknown about the outcomes, but do we really know outcomes in general? No, not really. So I mean, it could be a fun little experiment. I'm going to dive in for a week. I'm going to commit to a solid week of giving myself what I need in any given moment, what I need, what I desire. And I'm going to see how it goes and I'll report back to you. And I want you to try to do the same. I think it's a really cool little experiment because and like maybe it'll suck. Maybe you'll feel completely out of control or maybe you'll feel actually great and calm and grounded um could go one of two ways but i mean what's a week when you've been alive for as long as you have and you have so many more amazing years to go what's a tiny little week um as an experiment to see if you can become more you more whole more full and able to participate in your life okie dokie so Holla at your girl if this hit home for you and let's try and work on this together. Much love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you know, you're picking up what I'm putting down. It would mean the world to me if you took a screenshot of this episode, shared it with your girlfriends, your mom, your sister, your aunt, whoever you think needs to hear this. And also give the show a rating on whatever platform you're listening to it on because that helps other people find the show as well. So love you lots. I'm happy that you're here. And as always, fuel up my loves.